get out to Thor Nystrom right now because he's nice enough to join us here on a Friday night. You can find his work with NBC Sports Edge. Thor, how you doing tonight, man? Guys, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing really good. So looking at the board this weekend, let's just start with, uh, let's actually start with Michigan, Michigan State. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most, I would say, in the early slate where Michigan State opened up six-point underdogs at some spots. Now it's sitting there at four right here at BetMGM. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, you know, I, I lean Michigan State. I feel like this is going to be a field goal game. What are your thoughts heading into this one? Basically the same. I, I would also lean Michigan State. My line on that game is uh, Michigan minus 2.8. Yep. So I'm seeing about a, a you know point of line value on Michigan State. Uh, very little to differentiate the team so far in the early going. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to lean with taking the points of the home team on that one. Thor, um, for the people listening that may not understand, like how do you go through the process of making your own lines after your uh, diagnosis or study of a game? So like your the, projections. Like my – yeah, so so I make a you know it's like 130 teams, and then it's a it's a power rating based on how they've done, mostly how they've done this season, a little bit how they've done last season, but mostly the results this season. And then I I get a baseline number. I have a home field advantage on every team that's based on both how they've done against the spread at home the last three years and over the last decade. Um, and then I have adjusters on the line um, based on like steam moves and 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 sharp plays and stuff like that. Um, we're all adjust the line uh, a couple points either way as well during the week. Nice. That sounds like something that a person way smarter than me would do. And Thor, I think <laughs> I found the man for the job. Thor, also, do you, we got some college football tonight. I'm on Nevada to cover. I got 18 against UNLV, um, but right now it's 20. Do you have any play on this game? And also, do you have a play on Navy uh, against Tulsa? My com- my comrade here, uh, Ryan, has the under 46 and a half. <laughs> I would lean Navy to cover 11. What are your feel for the games that we have on Friday night? Yeah, so my line on, on those two games is Nevada minus 19.6, and then I have uh, Tulsa minus 14.5. Okay. So I guess I'm showing uh, line value on on Tulsa in the one. Um, the other one uh, could go either way. I I, I guess I would lean uh, Nevada. Um, just haven't seen uh, UNLV this year, although UNLV does have a series of near misses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they have this, this true freshman quarterback they're playing, so – um, they're a harder team to get a read on, but, uh, you For know, sure. Carson Strong has ripped up all the bad defenses he played this year, so I, I'd probably lean Nevada. Now, Penn State taking on Thor, Ohio State, uh, in Ohio State, 18.5-point dogs, total there, 61. Now, Penn State, that feels like a lot of points, even though Ohio State is rolling, especially given how Penn State's defense has been great, and when you've got C.J. on the run – he does. I mean, Oregon even showed that that he can look somewhat pedestrian. What does your model say about that game? So I have Ohio State minus fifteen point nine in that one. Okay. So I, I I show yeah I'm showing the same thing that you know and, and I'm leaning the same way that you're leaning on that, which is just that it, it's too many points. Um, just an inflated spread there. So yeah, I think I'd lean with the dog on that one. Would you do anything with the total? Um. I think I would probably lean the under mm-hmm. uh, Penn state's been able to muck up games uh, yeah. this year and, and keep some of these totals lower. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess I would lean that way. And if it turns into a route, you would assume that one of the reasons why is because Penn state's offense isn't working. And so like, I, I think the, the way a blowout would go would also maybe even go towards the under. Cause it's just a thing where Penn state can't reach 20. Right. 
Thora, where are your uh, where are your models projecting like the best bets this weekend? Like, what do you really like? Because one that I was looking at that's really disgusting, and it's a big spread, and it's a big number with two teams in a game that I have no interest in watching at three thirty p.m. tomorrow. But uh, App State minus twenty seven. I actually really like that. I think they win that game by 34, 35 points. What, 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 uh, what do you like this weekend? You know, my motto would be with you on that one. I, I don't know what the live line is, but my, my number on that was minus 28.2. Yep. It, it was under four touchdowns last, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I would definitely lean with you on that one. You know, Monroe has had like, you know, one or two game, you know, performances this year that where they sort of leapt up a little bit, but it was more because of what the, the opposition was doing that, you know, the Liberty game is, um, you know, jumps to the forefront of my mind with that. So, yeah, I, I think I'd be with you on that. Um, one of the teams I'm betting on this week that I haven't bet on all year, in fact, I've, I've made money, I think, four different times betting against them is Clemson, team that hasn't covered all season. Really? And going back to also the last game of last season, they haven't, you know, they're whatever it is, 0-8, 0-7, however many games it's been. Um, but I think this week is the first week um, that I've seen where the, the books have properly adjusted to how far Clemson has fallen. But I think that they've gone the other way. Um, whereas, you know, coming into this week, we would see, um, you know, th- there would be, there would still be that sort of that traditional Clemson tax. Um, but, but this week, I, I think we're actually getting a little bit of a discount here. Um, if you can still get Clemson under 10 at home against Florida state, my, my line on that game is closer to Clemson by two touchdowns. So I, I, I'm just going to roll with them. Is it something where you monitor the quarterback situation a little bit because of what was going down with DJ, you know, where he was benched and you're looking like, you know, with both guys, you know, do you kind of like play with the models a little bit? I mean, they haven't been good offensively. They're not able to run the ball Clemson. They're not really able to push it down the field, but they're so damn good defensively. I feel like they'd be a tough team to kind of figure out and project this year. Well, yeah, initially, like at the beginning of the season, in instances like that, your numbers are always going to be too high on them because, yeah. you know, that you have a certain weight towards last season. And then it sort of becomes who can adjust, um, you know, quickest, right? Like all I'm trying to do is adjust quicker than the yeah. market is. And the, the market was very clearly wrong about Clemson, you know, all the way up until now, you know, and obviously, you know, like I said, they're 0-8 against the spread in their last eight games or whatever. But again, it there's a price where you buy every team, right? No matter how bad they are, no matter how bad the matchup is, there's a certain price where there's a fire point on them. And I think with Clemson, we've certainly hit that this week. Cause like I said, it's, it's sort of toggled the other way. And it also seems like people are talking themselves into Florida state now yep. started on four, but now they're on a three game winning streak. They beat UNC during that. They beat Syracuse during that couple solid teams. So now I think people are, you know, it's, it's both ways. It's like, you know, everyone's out on Clemson and now people are trying to buy themselves into like Florida state rallying into bowl season. I think this is probably the week where Clemson turns it on. And, and, and specifically to your, the, the point about the quarterback thing, I think that's a part of it, you know, like, you know, overall, just in terms of the way that you're seeing the team and, and the way you can adjust the numbers and stuff, but you're also looking at the matchup. And and Uagalele has really struggled this this year against any team that can generate pressure against them because their their offensive line has been so bad this year. That that's been the other story with Clemson outside of the issues with the injuries, which, which everybody knows about, is how bad that offensive line has been. Well, if they're playing a team that can't generate as much pressure on their own without blitzing, yep. I think that's when his game starts to play up. And I think that's what we're going to see here. Florida State's defense isn't very good this year again. Um, I, I just think this is a game where Clemson's offense can get in gear. 
Thor, you talked about quarterbacks, and one game that literally screams quarterbacks is Georgia against Florida this yep. weekend. It's 14.5 points spread in favor of Georgia. JT Daniels probably plays in this game. If not, Stetson Bennett is kind of held down the fort. And on the op- opposite side, you get Emory Jones, who is pretty inconsistent for me. Um, a lot of people are banking on him to make some deep throws against this Georgia defensive, uh, their secondary, which I feel like is going to be weird because he's going to be under pressure all uh, afternoon long. What is your feel in this game? What does the model tell you? Because I've already jumped on Georgia cover 14. I don't want to overthink this. And I'm also on the under 50 and a half. like a lot. Until the under. I, I, I agree. I'm on the under until Georgia uh, proves me wrong. What do you feel in this game? So for me, I'm, we're going to be on opposite sides of this one. I'm taking the 14 points with Florida. Nice. It, it reminds me a little bit of in September when they were catching 14 against Alabama, and it just seemed like the line was too high. And, you know, of course, uh, the Gators ended up losing that one 30, 31 to 29, but they pretty easily covered it. And then since then, they've lost to Kentucky and LSU. And Florida has. They've been upset by those two teams, both times by seven points. So, so now Florida's four and three. But in all three of their losses, they had win expectancies of 52% or above. Um, they're still the number four team in my model overall. They're tied with Michigan. Uh, their exact same power rating. Uh, my line on this game is actually Georgia minus 6.7. So I, I would be closer to you know Georgia minus a touchdown or so. The way that my model sees it is we're getting a you know sort of an ancillary touchdown of, of line value. And, and then the other thing you think about is you guys mentioned like the, the offensive stuff with Georgia. You know, we're either going to get Stetson Bennett where it's just a handoff fest or JT Daniels is going to be back. But he's been obviously he's been battling that super painful uh, lat issue. That's the reason that, he, you know, he's been uh, dressing or he's been thrown before the game just hasn't been able to go yet. If he's able to go. You wouldn't expect that he'd be 100% uh, quite yet, um, and he's also going to be a little bit reticent there in the pocket maybe. So I, I think even if it's if it's Daniels, I, I think they're probably going to want to hand the ball off more. Uh, Georgia hasn't gotten above uh, 40 points against any SEC team that's not Vanderbilt. They're going to have to score probably 35, 38 points here to cover this number because you're playing the, the SB plus number four offense in Florida. I, I just, I'm just i going to take the points on it. Thor, Notre Dame is only – you know, Ryan's Notre Dame team, only three and a half point favorites on the road uh, at Mac Brown's North Carolina. Are, are we overvaluing North Carolina's ACC wins, considering that the entire conference is pretty much trash, even with the injuries to Notre Dame secondary? This seems kind of like a 10 point game to me. I think you could absolutely make that that argument. Yeah, like, in a, it, it, you know, sort of like in a vacuum or whatever. But as far as it goes with, with this game, I also think you can make arguments that Notre Dame is overvalued, sure. right? Like Notre Dame, Notre Dame is six and one, but I believe, and I'm, I'm doing this off memory. So if I'm a couple of decimal points off, forgive me, but I believe they have like 4.5 uh, second order wins, which is a metric more of like how you're playing as opposed to like, you know, the, the variance of your overall record. Notre Dame has been on the right side of a couple of coin flip games. They had the three point win over Toledo, had a close one against Virginia Tech. Um, they were close with Wisconsin in, until all those pick sixes at the very end. Florida so they State played with as well. fire a little bit. It, Florida State as well. It, it, yes. And so, so they've been playing with fire. And my issue with Notre Dame in, in this matchup is they also have offensive line issues. They have quarterback issues themselves. They haven't been running the ball as well. And now Kyle Hamilton's not playing in this game. They're all American safety. What surprised me about this game was line comes out minus three and a half. That's about where I thought it would be, three and a half to four. Uh, I think my system is like minus uh, Notre Dame minus like 4.2, but it doesn't take into account the injuries, nothing like that. And so when, when Hamilton got ruled out, I thought for sure that line was going to drop and then it would be closer to pick them by the time we got to kickoff, but it hasn't dropped at all. 
that, that news didn't have any effect on this game whatsoever. The, the line has stayed at three and a half. That's shocking to me. Uh, Notre Dame's pass defense, a lot of it is, 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 is him. Um, you know, I mean, like this is a guy over 30 career games that has, you know, eight interceptions, 16 pass defense. He's, he might be the best defender in all of college football to lose him in this matchup where the other team is constantly hunting for deep shots. And the entire offense is based, is based on putting deep, the deep safety into conflict um, and putting them into space, putting them into islands, um, and then getting those one-on-one shots. Like you guys remember last year, Diami Brown uh, going deep and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I just think that, that that's a recipe for disaster for Notre Dame. The guy that cleans up all the messes back there isn't going to be there. I like UNC in this game because of that. Same here. Thor, we only got about literally 60 seconds, but I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on this. Georgia, Bama on a neutral field. Let's say Mercedes-Benz Stadium, maybe in Atlanta, Georgia. What do you think that number would be? Would would Georgia be a three-point favorite or would it be closer to a pick? For me, it would be about, I'm looking at my, my numbers right now, it'd yeah. be about Georgia by two at, in a neutral. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm just trying to make the case for anybody to be able to beat them this year. And I don't know that I could do it except for maybe Bama, but I don't trust them defensively. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks, Thanks Thor. Hey, guys. Thanks. Have a good weekend. You Bye-bye. too. Thor Nystrom, NBC Sports Edge. I could uh, talk with that guy all day. Yeah, he's fun. He knows everything. Two point. That's what we need. A guy man. who knows it all. So on a neutral, he would make Georgia a two-point favorite against Bama. Sounds about right, though. Uh, I feel like seen. I feel like I know it's a boring price, but I'm going to play Georgia right now again to uh, win the national title at plus 120. Bama's got the next best odds, plus 250. I think Ohio State could get into the foot, into the playoff. They're not beating Georgia. No. Oklahoma is not beating Georgia. I love this Cincinnati team. They're not beating Georgia. Michigan, Oregon. Like, who could you make the case to actually who, – who could stay within seven points of Georgia other than Alabama? I don't know. So I don't if, even know if Alabama can. And that's what I'm saying. I don't either. Like, you That's don't, why I don't understand why Florida's getting 14 like, this like, weekend. Like, Georgia – Am I a madman? That's what the, I thought, too. I was like, like I don't – What the heck I saw what this? Florida did against LSU. They looked awful. The, threw, that quarterback threw four picks or something. Yeah. Like, the last time I felt this strong that lost. somebody could beat Alabama and that there was a team that was going to win the national title – it was the LSU, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, pretty much your favorite players in the NFL now were on that squad from two years ago. Yeah. Like, that was the team where I was like, nobody's beating them. And people were still trying to buy into Alabama. And people were trying to buy into Georgia that year. And they put together one of the best offenses in college football history. That's I don't feel like Georgia has that offense, but I feel like they have that defense. And they also have, like, the situation now with JT Barrett where we overhyped him in the beginning of the year. He's not going to be a Heisman candidate. But... You could run with Stetson Bennett, and you have the classic drop-back passer in JT. Or JT yeah. Daniels. Not, J- J- not JT Barrett. Barrett. Ohio State Woo. legend. Exactly. 